Ooga booga, Tamanolu, Nanaru, Mamishu, Balali, Babal. This is the ace that runs the place, Ace Andrews. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, este General Romero. This is Mali. This is Joey Janela. This is the self-made savage cash flow, Kembroe. This is MBK, murdered by kicks, Matt Travis. Gentlemen, this is the superhero Monte. This is Maxwell Jacob Feinstein, as if you didn't already know, and I'm better than you. This is the Man of Steel, Mike Verna. This is the great and powerful Big O. Green Machine, Mike Orlando. This is Ms. New York. This is Nikki Adams. What's up, everybody? This is Wolverine, the effing machine, Mr. GMSI himself, Brian Cage. Hello, this is Ricochet. Hey, guys, this is Sonia Strong. This is Larry Legend, and you are listening to the General Admission Wrestling Podcast. That's right. What is up, everybody listening live on YouTube? And what is up, everybody listening on their chosen audio platform? I am Avenging Ben. And I'm Whole Milk Mike. And we are the General Admission Wrestling Podcast, where we look at all the wacky and ridiculous bullshit that the world of pro wrestling throws at us on a weekly basis and make fun of it like there's no tomorrow. Mike, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. After a hell of a birthday weekend. Oh, absolutely. We went, like, what, like, three days straight with, like, different celebrations? That's right! It was, like, Friday into Monday. Friday into Monday, so four days long. Oh my God! We went to we went to House of Glory. We went to Recombination Wrestling. We hung out at a friend's house. It was a whew, long weekend, man. Holy shit! I'm just, and going back to work this week was like a pain in the ass because like it's so hard now to get back into the routine of I have to get up early, get ready for work. It's just a pain in the ass. Yeah, no. This week I had to do two. I had to do two different excursions out into the world today. I went out to help my boss with this internship I'm working for. I had to go pick something up in the city for him. And then just today, I had to go apply for like an internship at a newspaper. So that was a whole fucking thing. Busy week. Busy week for your boys at the General Admission Wrestling Podcast. Not to mention our fucking T Public page was hacked by the law of daddy. And they- and they inserted their own T-shirts onto the sh- onto the fucking page. Yeah, I'm nice that we have shirts. It's good. It is. It, it, it's good, but why does he have two? I don't know why Matt the Daddy has two and Ray Ramundo has his own T-shirt, but and why and why do people on Twitter want to buy his more than ours? I do not know. That is. I don't know what what Ray Ramundo did to brainwash the public, but this is this is a dark day for the GAWP boys. The day that they are they are seen as less popular than the law, Ray Ramundo. <sighs> Fuck. Yeah. Something else that's pissing us off this week is WWE. Mike, I believe you had something. You wanted to say on the air about Vince McMahon and his house of big sweaty men. He can fuck right off. Now, if I'm clear about this, this is more, you are more fed up with WWE 
this week than you've been in a while, right? I'm I'm slowly losing my patience with this fucking company. Like I've already lost faith in TNA. Now I'm it's slowly starting to happen with WWE. And after what happened on Raw with This Is Your Life. Oh God, we will get for to the, that. For the love of God, that was bad. Um the women's division took a big hit this week, except they kinda elevated it back on Tuesday, which we'll get into that uh, when we get to Oh no, it. SmackDown but, SmackDown was not a contributing part of the problem this week. SmackDown was good. Raw was But they do have their tendencies. They do have their problems. They both have their problems, but Raw is the more problematic of the two shows. And it's just like, trying to watch Raw this week was such a fucking chore. If this is them doing a go-home show for Extreme Rules... This was one of the worst go-home shows I've ever seen. In years. In years. This was this was they, a genuinely... They, just... they used to have, like, bad ones. This one was just like... Like, they did not give two fucks about the pay-per-view on Sunday. And, and you and me looked at each other and we're like, wait, there's a pay-per-view on Sunday? Yeah, I completely forgot. And I'm fucking defending my title on Sunday. I, I And I keep forgetting that there's a fucking pay-per-view that goes along with that shit. Exactly. It's <sighs> ridiculous. Ridiculous, ridiculous, ridiculous. Yes. It's just, it was so... We've said this a lot of times on this show, but we don't know how many times we have to say it before it becomes clear. Raw was boring as hell. Yeah. It was... I was... We audibly were thinking to ourselves, okay, the minute that this gets dumb, let's just go play Injustice 2. And sure enough... Let's turn this shit off and just let's leave it and watch the YouTube clips later. Speaking of the YouTube clips... You want to know how WWE is immediately backpedaling on the This Is Your Life segment with Bailey and Alexa Bliss? No. I, I think I know what you're talking about. They didn't even air the full if, segment. They, if they you just, go on the... They, they just aired the um, second part where Bailey came out. And beat her up. They didn't even put the segment on the YouTube page. And bear in mind, the whole old day segment is available on the, on the WWE YouTube. The This Is Your Life segment is not. I thought the old day segment last year was horrible, but this, this, this took the fucking cake. Of no. Dirt worst and giving good people with great promo ability absolute dog shit. Oh my God. Like Alexa Bliss, to be fair. Not Alexa- even the great Alexa Bliss can save this. Segment. Alexa was trying. So hard. You know what? If anything, the one redeeming thing about this segment at all was that Alexa Bliss was trying. And, you know, she was so trying her best to keep this on track. But you could tell even she, who's she's awesome, but she could not save this segment. And by the way, what a way to slam your own merch, WWE. It's just really? like, oh, yeah, Bailey's best friend comes out, old best friend. She's like, yeah, we always wanted to go hang out and party and stuff, but Bailey always wanted to watch Raw and SmackDown like a loser. Then the audience is like, yeah, who would watch Monday Night Raw like a loser? And it's like, wait, we're you watching. Guys, you, you guys are in the crowd right now. And know. we're watching this on TV right now. What are we supposed to take away from that? Yeah, kids, watch fucking WWE Raw and you'll be a loser like Bailey. What's happening? Yeah, that's what I was asking, too. They took a segment that 
first happened t- over 10 years ago with Mick Foley and The Rock. Then they put they tried it with the women who have a Singapore and a Kane match on Sunday. So they brought out these horrible actors. Oh like, my god. My god. These were the cringiest extras they have had in a while. It do you remember off, it, it's, do you remember yeah. Do you remember when Rusev brought in his attorney? Who is clearly from Texas, but like he was trying to do a rush. He was trying Didn't to do like five different accents in one. Second? I am Rusev's attorney, and I am here from Russian land. Yeah, fucking fucker sounded like Ren from Ren and Stimpy. You want to know why that's worse than this? These actors aren't that happened last Monday. That was leading into WrestleMania. Yeah, that's that was, why that was that. That's why that was worse. But for this segment, they brought out an actor that was supposedly her teacher. What the fuck did they give her? It was some stupid name. What was the name they gave him? Oh God, I cannot for the life of me remember what they called her or some bullshit. It's stupid. Whatever the fuck. It was like something so dumb. And then they brought out her former best friend. Oh, which but, which we which people online have lovingly called um girl. Um, yeah, yeah. because she was like, um, um uh, she, uh, Bailey, um, 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 let's see, um, she was just like over and fucking over again. It was like, and then she told some weird story about how she made out with Bailey's dad. And I was just like, what the fuck is even is this segment? And then we get to Phil. Oh my God! You take it away on this one. I I simply cannot. Now, what was her? What was his backstory? The, uh, it was her ex boyfriend. I think so. Yes. So basically, he's trying to he's trying to talk, and the fans are having and his family. Exactly. So basically, and basically, he's trying to talk. He's trying to remember his lines, and the fans are chanting, "Boring." Basically, end this shit now. And then all of a sudden, he starts kissing the female actress. Because why the fuck not? Yeah, it was... This was... We're we're burying the lead here, but you need to understand, this was so cringy. And so... And and you know what's the worst part? You know what's the worst part about this, too? It wasn't even just the acting. After all this bullshit, Billy finally decides to come out. Why didn't you come out at the fucking beginning when this all started? Why did you let them talk? So I hate hate Bailey. Then there's something wrong with you. You're certainly not very good. Fuck you, Bailey. You wasted five minutes of fucking TV. Then you get hit with Singapore cane, which I cheered. And you cried like a little bitch. You're not a it, nice it, person. Has the goal has the goal of this entire feud to make Bailey look inept? Because that's what it's looking like. She loses in her hometown. She gets beaten up by Alexa Bliss. She looks like a complete tool. Not even that. She gets hit one time with a Singapore cane, and she's get, she gets knocked the fuck out. So we're supposed to believe on Sunday she could withstand more than one. Yeah, this was uh. This was not very good. Like, by the, by no. the way, where's Nia Jax? Uh, 
question was of it the, the whole was it the whole thing that she was going to be Alexa's best friend and bodyguard and protector until she gets her title shot? Who is she? You're gonna the break the bu- you're gonna break the button. Good God! The storytelling on Raw and uh, there's some things on SmackDown that suck. These writers do not know what the fuck they are doing. They just want to well, rehash Mike, old. Well, Mike, let me tell you, I don't think you know how to write write television. We're we're, we're just trying to write up a, a product that everyone will like. Yeah, and you imitate a guy that doesn't give two shits about wrestling. Yeah, Jesus Christ! Like, I don't know who's the head writer right now. I know on SmackDown. I know on SmackDown it's Road Dog. China. It's not China. China. Not China. Then there's something wrong with you. You're certainly not very good. That's okay. Maybe you're impossible. not. Maybe you're not a very good. Maybe you're not a very good president. Okay. And so it only makes you. common sense. Arnold. Arnold. Get rid of him. I said Arnold. Get rid of him. No. God there god damn it. Are you crazy? No, our president is crazy, but whatever. Yeah, so this uh, the ineptitude of the writing on these segments is insane to me and it's just like I can't what can we say about it at this point? It's it's so yes. <sighs> I miss Braun Strowman, I'll tell you that much. If this is uh, our shit. friend, our friend that um, is in the Skype call with us that helps us out, he says Jimmy Jacobs is the head writer. Wow! No. Yes. Wow. Negative. Guess Jim- what, Jim? Guess what, Jimmy Jacobs? You fucking suck. Negative. If yes. This, Negative. If that segment was your idea, you no shit. You are. Sh- oh wait, hang on. And now our saying fa- it, wait. So, what is it? Is it Jimmy Jacobs? (laughs) Cookies? Oh, hang on. No. No cookies for you. No! Whoever wrote that segment was horrible. Yeah. They should be fired. I don't even give a shit if it was a 20-year-old kid that's been watching soap operas. That was shit. Except soap operas are better than this. Are you out of your mind? Mike Katz. It was, this was the stupidest, most unwatchable bullshit. And at this point, I think we're beating a dead horse right at this point. So let's, let's move on to something a little bit, uh, something a little bit more talkable about. Was there, there was on the flip side, on the flip side of the women's division, we got the worst of it on Raw, but we got a big announcement. On SmackDown. Which I'm kind of iffy on. I am very much for this, because I've wanted this for a very long time. For those not in the know, it was originally on SmackDown going to be a Fatal 5-Way, which they are really just throwing out those Fatal 5-Ways, aren't they? They they forgot about it for a whole year, and then they're like, oh yeah, we did this shit last year. Um, Let's just, let's just redo it. Yeah. So... Then they do That's this what it was thing. supposed to be, and then the fucking bell didn't ring because they all wanted to beat the shit out of each other. And then Shane McMahon comes down and says, you're all going to face each other five in a five-way match one more time in the first ever 
female money in the bank ladder match. Don't call anybody. This was somebody's gonna die. Wow. Okay. The thing is, the only one in this group, the only two in this group that could probably handle it are Charlotte, Natalia, and Charlotte, and Becky. You said two. I said I said two. I was gonna say Charlotte and Becky. I, I put Natalia in that group. Okay, maybe three then. But then you have... Carmella. You have who, Carmella, who... who no fucking hell. chance. No fucking chance. This is me, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Then, like, Carmella is still green Carmella's, as... Car- Carmella's winning it. <sighs> yes! Okay. She has two pinfall wins over Naomi. Yeah. Why would... That's the that's obviously the direction they're going in. Carmella is ca- challenging for the title because they don't want to give it to Charlotte yet. Mike... Becky. Mike. You want to know who? You want to know who's really going to win this match? Mike. You want to know who's yeah. really going to win this match? Mike. No, James Ellsworth. Oh. No, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, you don't think they'll do it? <laughs> they'll do it. They will dress that toe-headed dude up in drag. They will force him up that ladder, and he will grab that briefcase. They'll do it. They'll pull a Santina Morella. Also, um, if anybody was on Twitter, um, that anybody that follows Lana more specifically, she has to be in this match. Oh. So she, so she might be added last minute. Yeah. So we're gonna have a bunch of people who are green as a sheet and can't wrestle, except except, except for three of them or four. Except if you put Tamina except- in there. Like, I don't even know if Tamina Snooker can handle this. Well, she can. I, I think she can, but if she wins it, what the fuck? Yeah, it's just you have all these people who are green as a sheet, especially, like, especially Lana, especially Carmella, and I'm just like, wow. Speaking of, I, want, I wanted to mention this, because I, hey, I noticed this on Tuesday. When Carmella and Tamina made their entrance... Nobody reacted. Oh, if you all. wanted a clean rip, if you wanted a clean rip of Carmella's theme song at that time, you should have been recording SmackDown like fucking crickets. Crickets. Tamina, the same fucking thing. Fucking Nat- Natalia, it was like it was a mild boo, like nothing big. It was, you know you're lying. Not lying. You know you're lying. We're not. Who told you you can eat my cookies? Yeah, but this was, yeah, fucking crickets. Crickets. Um, there's, other, there's like there's other small things in WWE that that really pissed me off too. Like for instance, I don't like this new Kevin Owens gimmick he's doing. The new face of America. I don't like it. I actually I do like it. I think it's something for um, it's something for uh, it's something new for him to play around with. If anybody can make it work. It's Kevin Owens, because he's Kevin oh. Owens, and he's fucking awesome. I actually like what they're doing with it. I like Kevin Owens, but when I see him, I don't think of angry foreigner. I just think of a motherfucker who's been um, not been noticed for the past, like, 15 years, and he finally gets his chance, and he's seizing it. Not some angry Canadian that comes over here and wants to kill everybody. That's not what I think. That's fucking Ginger Mahal. 
that's not Kevin Owens. Yeah, like I feel like they're really starting to. Even though I am a fan of the gimmick, I feel like they're starting to use the "I hate America" gimmick a little bit too much, which is my biggest fear. For if they bring back Rusev, give him something new to do. It is the perfect time to turn Rusev face. Which is something they probably won't do. By the by, where the fuck has Rusev been for, like, weeks? I don't know. I don't know what they're doing with him anymore. Because apparently it was supposed to be Randy and Rusev going into Money in the Bank. But then they changed their minds and put the belt on the hall. And now they don't want to do a heel versus heel thing. So I don't know what they're doing with Rusev. Unless they add him to the Money in the Bank match. I think they're gonna probably add John Cena to that Money in the Bank ladder match too. But oh my god, I really, I hope they. I'm not. Just, I'm not. I'm not saying John Cena is winning it. I'm just saying that they're gonna add him to for more star power. I hope they do something with him. Like I hope they. I hope they do something with Rusev. Right. Um. To go back on Raw, there was a really good main event of Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins and. Roman Reigns won, which told me he ain't winning on Sunday. Oh, no. You want to know how wrestling logic dictates? Wrestling logic dictates that whoever's looking the strongest going or most dominant going into the pay-per-view, not always, but often in a multi-man match, will not be winning. The man standing tall on Monday Night Raw or SmackDown will most likely not be walking out champion. Now, Jinder Mahal was standing tall on SmackDown, and he won against Orton. But again, right. this is a multi, uh, different rules apply for a multi-man match. Right. So this is this is interesting. Like, we'll, we're definitely... But actually, speaking of which, it's early on in the show enough that I think we could do this. So tell you what, for those not in the know, I have been... We're going to take care of business real quick. Uh, Extreme Rules is this Sunday. And if Yay. you don't... Yeah, another pay-per-view like two weeks after another one, so get ready for this shit. This is going to be a fucking long, long, long summer of just long pay-per-views. So tell you what. I, uh, I, I, the, I wish SummerSlam was here already. Me too. For those, for those not in the it's know. Gonna be a, it's going to be a long two months. For those not in the know, uh, I have been fulfilling all of the rematch obligations for the General Admission Wrestling Podcast Heavyweight Championship. Matt cashed in his rematch clause and lost. Matt Mike here cashed in his rematch clause and lost. And now, this Sunday, the only person left for me to defend my belt again before just the cycle starts all over again is the law Ray Raimundo, who is still owed his rematch clause from when he lost the title back at the Royal Rumble. He's getting his one-on-one match against me. His ben, yes? good luck. Yep. So, tell you what, Ray could not be here tonight. He's actually doing a very important case right now, and he's working with some... He's apparently working with some new clients that he's very excited that will he'll be working with. Soon. Something, some cryptic bullshit. I don't, I don't know. know. He, he, the last thing he told me, he was like he had an ace up his sleeve. So. Something about an ace, some... Some yeah, well, yeah, whatever it is. Some shit about an ace. So here's a little note. Ray sent me a note earlier today, and it reads the following. Dear Ben, fuck you. Okay? And <laughs> tell Mike, tell Blaine. Mike, 
tell Mike he's the tell Mike I'm fine with him, but you can go fuck yourself, you simpleton. Yeah. Okay. All right. Mm. He won't swear to us to our faces, but he'll certainly type it out. Mm. I am in the middle of some important business, so here are my predictions. Get ready to lose this Sunday. Ha 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 ha. Wait, there's more. Ha. Follow the law, and then there's his business number, and I think it's just an image of him flipping me off. Okay, Dr. lovely. Phil. So, in succinct order, here are the law, Raymundo. Rain, and even though I'm not involved in your thing with Ray for Sunday, I'm still going to give my predictions as well. Of course. And here are your predictions. Here are Ray's predictions for uh, WWE Extreme Rules. Uh, Miz, Alexa Bliss, The Hardy Boys, Austin Aries, Rich, Rich Swan and Sasha Banks, and Roman Reigns. Well, go through right. the matches. Go through the go through the matches. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Miz Give versus... the people that are listening the full Extreme Rules card. All right. For in the case of in, in order here, hang on. It is going to be a Intercontinental Championship match, and if Dean Ambrose is disqualified, he will lose the Intercontinental Championship. It is Dean Ambrose versus The Miz. Uh, Ray has chosen The Miz, and I have chosen Dean Ambrose. All right, next up, it is going to be... What? You don't want to hear what I have to say? <laughs> oh, I already know what you want to happen. I want Miz to win, but for some weird fucking reason, I feel Dean is going to get Miz disqualified. Oh. To, to, to fuck with us even more. Most likely, they'll They'll find a way to fuck it up somehow. And next up is going to be the Raw Women's Championship. It's going to be Alexa Bliss and Bailey in a Russo, I mean Russo, I mean Kendo stick on a pole match. So Alexa for the win. I also say, I said, and Ray also said Alexa Bliss for the win, but I decided, and I also went with Alexa Bliss for the win, so straight flush, straight flush on that one. Remember how I said that they need to do Bailey and Sasha at SummerSlam in Brooklyn? Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. After, after what I saw on Monday, no. Do Alexa and Sasha in Brooklyn. Yeah. And next up it is going to be the Raw Tag Team Championships is going to be the not yet broken Hardys versus the team of Shazaro, Cesaro, and Sheamus in a steel cage match. Um, Ray went with the Hardys. I went with Shazaro. And Mike, who have you got and why? I'm going to say Shazaro because in every outing, with the, when the, like say like in singles matches, the Hardys have always won. So I think that Shazaro is going to get the win here, and they need another babyface team on that fucking show, because I think they're going to split Enzo and Cass up. Oh, yeah, we didn't mention that. Like, how telegraphed is... Well, we'll talk about that after. We'll yeah, talk, we'll, we'll, yeah save, we'll... We'll save that for we'll save that for a little bit. And right. then it is going to be probably what's actually going to be an actually good match, which I am very much looking forward to. It's going to be Neville defending the Cruiserweight Championship against the greatest man who ever lived, Austin Aries, in a submission match. Uh, Ray chose Austin Aries. I chose I chose Austin Aries as well. And who have you got, and why? I'm gonna go with Neville because I because right. I because I feel the Austin Aries and the cruiserweight division has been a failure, and I think he needs to get out of the cruiserweight division and start competing in, like in the heavyweight division, like like Finn Balor's doing, and have Aries feud with uh, fucking Ambrose or Miz for the Intercontinental title. All right. That's I mean, actually... For God's sakes, Finn Balor is technically a cruiserweight, and he's going for the 
the main title. Uh, that's actually a legitimately good point. Yeah. He should be. He's good enough that he could can be be competing on that level. Right. Him and Samoa Joe. Come on, Ring of Honor in 2017. That would. You don't want to see that. I would love to see that. And next up, and last but not least. Well, of course, well, we completely forgot about the pre-show match, so let's just quickly do this. Pre-show match is going to be the team of Who Gives a Fuck versus the team of uh, the team of Sasha Banks and uh, Rich Swan. Uh, Ray says, Ray said, Rich and Sasha. I say, I say, Rich and Sasha. And what do you say? Rich and Swan. Rich, Rich and Swan. Yeah, Sasha Banks and Rich Swan. Okay. So- to know, to know what, thank you for the slide whistle. To nobody's fucking yep. surprised. And way, finally, I, I, the only highlight on Raw, Sasha Banks in the shortest short shorts in all God's world. Green Earth. Yep. So, if she wears those on Sunday, I'll be happy. All right. And finally, for the, there is no universal title championship match because you know who's champion. You know, ain't, fuck he ain't, you. That's right. Because fuck you. You know, he ain't showing up. And it's going to be yep. a fa- another fatal five-way number one contenders match. It is going to be Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Bray Wyatt, and then Samoa Joe. Winner goes on to face Brock Lesnar at Great Balls of Fire. Until we... And basically, the, the reason for this match is we need filler until we get to SummerSlam. Pretty much. Um, and so... Um, by the way, I don't think you mentioned this, but it is extreme rules. So it is an extreme weapons, rules match. weapons are allowed in this match. I think this, like besides the tag title and the women's match, this is like the only one that actually has the extreme rules stipulation. The other ones are just like cage, Singapore came on a pole, which you love, Ben. Fuck. Um, I'm gonna go with the person that didn't get pinned in the triple threat, Finn Balor. I am going to go with Finn Balor as well, and Raymond has wa- and Ray has been watching wrestling long enough that I think he knows the score. It's going to be he picked Roman, the big dog, the biggest dog with the wettest hair, the man who just doesn't care, the man with the biggest pecs, the man who has lots of sex, Roman Reigns. I mean, come on. We, I think everybody wants to see Finn, besides... The night after WrestleMania, they wanted Finn to come out and confront Brock. Everybody and their mother wanted it. I want Finn Balor and Brock Lesnar so bad because I never got Daniel Bryan versus Brock Lesnar. And besides, they did a promo two weeks ago with Paul Heyman and Finn Balor. Yep. And it's just like, it would be... Do you need any more evidence? Yeah, I would be... Paul Heyman gave him the rub. They they really don't know what the fuck they're doing. Paul Heyman gave him the rub. Same old bullshit. Same old bullshit. New new era, same old shit. I swear to God that they are honestly doing more creative storylines and better booking over on Grimm's fucking toy show, and their shit is on fucking YouTube in a warehouse. Says the guys that are on YouTube right now. Well, okay, fair enough, but we're... Fuck you. <laughs> Man, it's been a while since we've had somebody from fucking Grimm's Toy Show on, you know what I mean? Didn't we have Tommy on, like, two weeks ago? Uh, yeah, I know, but, like, we, we, we've we only been talking... Who told you you can eat my cookies? 
Yeah, the last person we had on the show was Tommy, but it's just like, well, Pete won't fucking talk to us because, well, quote, he hates us. And we're, we've work, been trying, we're, working, we're working on the Jay Evans thing. We're working on trying to get Jay Evans won, was the runner-up in the poll for the, um, well, the poll we put up a few weeks ago. So we're working on getting the key on the GAWP. But I don't know, man. I feel like I feel like we should really reach out to somebody from GTS. I feel like... Hang on a second. Hold on. Oh. It? it seems somebody has... Uh, gotten into the recording studio and it could not be at a better time <laughs> well ladies and gentlemen with an unexpected surprise but welcome making his gawp debut he is a former gts hardcore champion and a former loser belt loser he is the only non-cringy ref in grim's toy show history he should be refing every goddamn match ladies and gentlemen it is ed the fucking ref otherwise known as four eyes fucking ed how you doing tonight sir what is up Guys, what a... Oh, it is good to have, finally, the man of the hour, the man with the power too sweet to be sour, the man who rocks the red and black, the man who rocks the black and white is here tonight. Yes, sir. Ed, how you doing, buddy? I am doing fantastic right now, guys. What's up, Ed? Yo, Mike, (laughs) fuck you. Why? I don't know, I love you. (laughs) <laughs> uh, we love you, you too you buddy. bipolar motherfucker i am bipolar i know <laughs> oh god oh my god seriously but uh, but it's like how how is everything going over at uh grim's toy show buddy how's the uh i know that it's been a troubled time there at the warehouse um it has been a troubled time but everything is running smoothly so far and everything will continue to run smoothly if everyone were to pay a dollar 99 for this pay-per-view coming up on Saturday. Well, you must you be can, very proud of yourself. You can I am t- very proud of myself, Arnold. I am very proud. You can go toss the good folks at Grimm's Toy Show. $1.99, that's about the size. That's about the price of a bag of M&Ms. You can go toss that their way and go and watch GTS Extreme Tools uh, to, um, Saturday on YouTube and you get that pre-show for free. Put that cookie down now! So, Ed, I got to ask, like, one thing I've always wanted to ask you is we've talked about this on Twitter. And when we've seen you, because we bump into you at indie shows like all the time. Oh, definitely. I got to ask you, I got to ask you a very important question. I think you are the man to answer this question. And if I'm getting this right, I correct me and I apologize. Isn't it true that you got to taste what Joey Ryan's lollipop tastes like? <laughs> I, I, I did get I was, I was a witness. Joey Ryan's blow pop. Yes. Which flavor did you get, and did it taste delicious? Uh, I think it was, I think it was blue raspberry, if I can recall. I know my tongue was blue; it was something blue, yeah. and it was delicious. <laughs> Who was he wrestling that night? Um, uh, Darius Carter. Carter. Darius Carter. Didn't he give him? Didn't he, didn't he give him the dick flip? Didn't he give him the penis suplex? Yes. Oh, no, he gave. Yeah, he did the the dick flip with him. He did something with his dick. Yeah. The the the, the penis, uh, it's the side suplex move. Of yeah. course. He does so, like that. Yeah. So I gotta but ask. Here, but we're not here to talk about a man's dick. No, we're not. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so I gotta ask, like, we asked Tommy this the very first time we had him on the show, but I feel we should ask you this as well. How did you get involved in the crazy world of Grimm's Toy Show? Was it sort of a, I know, sort of a friend of a friend situation, or did, were you a viewer before you got involved? Um, it was, I was 
so my brother watched Grimm's Toy Show for the longest time. And shout I always, out to your brother. Shout out to Stephen Murphy, yes. And um, i always been a fan of the show, and DG got Tommy and Pete on, and I knew Tommy and Pete for the longest time, and they brought me onto the show one time, and I ended up being a ref one match, and it's stuck ever since. That's how these things tend to happen. And if I am not mistaken, you actually have gotten the opportunity to hold a few GTS championships, although very briefly. Oh, yes, I have. I have held well, the, length the of a fart. hardcore title and then lost it to Tommy. And then I held the loser belt and I gave the loser belt to Tommy. So, so came, all good. So all good. So all good and bad things tend to go through the King of Salami style. Exactly. So it's like we are we we, we were talking about uh, Raw a few minutes ago, and you you keep up with the wrestling product as much as we do. How what have you thought of Raw the past few weeks? Oh. <laughs> That's what I fucking thought. What about SmackDown? That's a round of applause for SmackDown because SmackDown is the that, greatest. I was thing. about to say, was that something else? <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, was that Schlongs out for SmackDown? Schlongs out for SmackDown, everybody. SmackDown oh, blows Monday Night Raw out of the water. The only interesting thing that's going on Monday Night Raw right now is the storyline with Enzo and Cass and the revival and then the Kurt Angle thing. I feel like that's all tied together somehow, some way. Uh, it's. Ooh. Someone just got shot. Well, well, speaking of that, we should actually mention what. what He's actually talking about because for some weird reason, and it's actually very interesting. Corey Graves just got up off the fucking announce table, went to the back, and he showed Kurt Angle a text message. He didn't say who it was, but it was, let's just say, very interesting. It's Karen Jarrett. It's Stephanie McMahon. <laughs> it's TNA. Oh, it's Karen w- Jarrett. WWE found out TNA. You're in embarrassment, and you forgot to pay alimony. You forgot to pay alimony. Leave me alone. I'm doing my own shit now, Karen. Go be with, go be with fucking slap nuts. Slap nuts. <laughs> slap nuts. Go be with slap nuts, exactly. So but we, yeah, we, are, uh, we I, honestly can't, we honestly can't give predictions for this because we don't even know where the hell this is going. It's Stephanie McMahon. I, I, I feel like it has to do with the whole. Enzo and Cass thing, like I don't know, but it's or I feel, or I feel like it's like somebody else that's like not on the show. I keep hearing like, this weird rumor that they want to turn Big Cass heel, and they want to make Corey Graves his manager, which would be, I feel like it'd be good. But again, it's it's so soon because Enzo and Cass, I feel like, is their top um, merchandise. For tag teams, I feel like. So if you break that up real quick, I feel like that's going to hurt WWE. You're right. But at the same time, it would really work to see them... To see Big big Cass turn heel. And it's... I don't know yet. It's kind of... But the saddest tragedy is... Enzo and Cass have been doing their thing since 2014. They've Mm -hmm. been in NXT. They've been on the main roster a long while now. And if they break up, that will mean NXT. That means Enzo and Cass will never have ever won a tag team championship. I know, and they've been in the company for so long. 
and they started out as nothing and they're the top tag team in WWE and you're just going to break them up like that and it sucks. Well, ever since they brought the Hardys back, the Hardys have been killing it with merchandise over Enzo and Cass. So true, you, could, true. You, can, you can kind of blame the Hardys for that one, but it wasn't intentional. It was more of the Hardys were hot, uh, hot topic and people wanted them back and they got them. But um, the whole thing with Corey Graves being his manager, no. No, don't do that. Put, keep Corey on commentary because, for the love of God, if I have to hear Michael Cole and David Otunga on commentary, I'm going to fucking turn the show off. True. Oh, so God. what I want is Cass to turn on Enzo, but then jump his ass back to jump his ass to SmackDown, beat the shit out of James Ellsworth, and put Carmella with Big Cass. <laughs> You leave James Ellsworth alone. Fuck no. James Ellsworth. He's a waste of time now. <laughs> Ooh. All right. Did someone just kill James Ellsworth? Hopefully. Any man with two fists has a fighting chance, and any man with glasses has a fighting chance. Quote Dude, you are more competent in the ring than fucking James Ellsworth. You're better than James Ellsworth by the logic that you've won a championship. Nice. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah, that pretty much does it for, like, the whole fuck WWE discussion. I just feel like they are in a bad, they're in a bad way right now. They are. And they want to bring back Hulk Hogan. Oh, Hulk? joy. Hulk? Hulk Hogan. As you an mean that, that guy with that weird mustache? Yep, brother. Like a mouse. What you gonna do, brother, when Hulk Hogan returns to WWE and forgets his lines and doesn't know what to do? I'm gonna face John Cena. Now I sound like Triple H. Oh, for the love of God! What are you gonna do, brother, when I when I face John Cena and I and I tell my daughter that she's uh, dating a yo? You know, (laughs) (laughs) no. (laughs) I thought Ben was gonna go super racist over here for a second. Uh, Jesus. Well, Booker T's on Raw, and if Hulk Hogan shows up on Raw, you, you, you know, <laughs> you know what's gonna happen. I'm gonna come for you. By the way, we'll talk about it a little later. N-word. But Ed, we were actually we were actually in attendance for HOG Adrenaline, where um, where uh, Booker, Booker T, T showed up. Booker T was a guest, and he was about to say, "All right, I'm about to say, I'm about to go on my way, y'all." But before I do, I'm going to say one thing to all of you, and I think y'all know what it is. Guy from the front row screams out, Hulk Hogan, we coming for you! And, like, fucking Booker T starts laughing his ass off. (laughs) And he goes, not that one. (laughs) I would have thought that. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, but, like, it was amazing. Actually, hang on just one second here. Um, Ed, it appears we've gotten a message from somebody in the chat Oh my, we have gotten a message directed at Four Eyes Ed from the real TMO, the real, from Tommy Salami. He says, what's up, Ed? This is a message from the King of Salami Style. You better have my back at Extreme Tools. Shots fired indeed. Um, Oh boy, Tommy Salami. You suck. Surprise, motherfucker. I have no problem with Tommy. I have no problem with Pete. And I have no problem with Bonifer. Mm. 
but do you have a problem? But do you have a problem with Grim? That's right. I don't have a problem with anyone, but I mean, I guess you're just gonna have to buy the pay per view and find out. But yeah, there was good, one other Grim Toy shit. Show related question I wanted to ask you. Like, what is with all these cringe refs they're getting for the show? You're the only one anybody wants to see. Dude, I don't know. Like, I don't know where he's finding these refs. It's it's a disaster. It fuck, it. A, put a, put, fuck it. Put a ref shirt on me and Ben. We'll do something. Yeah, get our, get our asses down there. Slap a ref shirt on us and we'll do it for free. <laughs> Look. Grim, if you listen to this, we'll work as refs. We'll do it. Hell, slap my ass in a lucha mask. I'll get in the ring. <laughs> you should have just said, you'll slap my ass. Don <laughs> Grim, slap my ass. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the name of this episode, Grim, slap my ass. Nah, no, this, no, we're not doing that. In, in the description, in big bold letters, Ben asked Grim to slap his ass. Oh my god. That's I the name of the GWP, we slapping nuts and slapping ass. That's what we're doing. Slapping, oh god. slapping nuts and slapping ass. But, oh my god. So if you have a dollar ninety-nine, pay for extreme tools on Saturday. Absolutely, absolutely. So tell you what, we are actually coming up on the 45 minute mark here. So tell you what we're gonna do. We are going to we're gonna go. Uh, slam do a quick little commercial break to plug all that good stuff we got out there our t-shirts and our social media we're gonna go we're gonna go get a quick drink of water and handle some business and uh i don't know pop a beer uh grab a smoke before we do how about for iz plugs his social media where could people find you uh people can find me on instagram and twitter at for iz we'll do that Real enthusiasm. That's some real fucking enthusiasm for you there, buddy. But tell you what, we'll be right back more from the JWC and more from our friends from then in just a little bit. But until then, enjoy these fine paid commercials. We'll be right back with more of the General Admission Wrestling Podcast. See you in a minute. What the fuck are you doing in me fucking house? Sir, this isn't the house, it's a bar. Well, fuck you, what the fuck do you want? Fucking commercial, what the fuck kind of fucking... Ah, fuck it, whatever. Alright, if you fucking piles of shit want to go and follow the General Admission Wrestling Podcast with that fucking piece of shit Avenging Men and that fat Guido Whole Milk Mike... Here's what you can do. Follow the fucking Facebook page at the General Admission Wrestling Podcast. You got that? And then you can follow them on their fucking Twitter. You can follow them on that shit at the GAWP show. Surprise, you got all that? Or is my fucking, is my fucking drinking problem giving me dyslexia? <laughs> uh, anyway, this has been Seamus O'Shea, Ireland's most renowned drinking fucking priest. Telling you that if you fucking cross me like that fucking asshole Mikey Mittens, I'm gonna take this cross and shove it so far down your fucking throat, you'll be shitting Jesus for a week. Now get the fuck out of my face. That's nasty.
honor made please the court. Yes, it is I, the law, Ray Ramundo, reminding all of you that you now cannot be a simpleton and purchase yourself the new law, Ray Ramundo, effing law t-shirt. Now, at the GAWP Tee Public Shop. You can now follow the law and prove to your friends that you are not a simpleton. You listen to this show, but you know you listen for me. Thank you, and this is the law reminding you always, follow the law. Smoke weed every day. Mike, can you believe that 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 asshole actually was able to hack into our tea public store and actually get himself a fucking shirt? I don't know. Talk to the DJ about that one. Yeah, DJ, where the fuck are you on that one? I thought you were supposed to be guarding like our fucking online formats and shit. Well, to anybody who's listening before we get back into the show, here's where you can get the real awesome t-shirts. If you like me or Mike and you want to wear a t-shirt to support us, not only can you get the classic General Admission Wrestling Podcast design, the Doodle Caricature design, and the NWO Wolfpack and Classic designs available at our Tee Public store, but we have a shitload of brand new t-shirts available right now, not only for that fuckface Ray Raimundo and the... And that asshole Matt the Daddy Koffler, who actually managed to get two shirts on the friggin' store. I don't know how that shit Yeah, happened. DJ, please explain that one. I don't know. I don't know how Matt the Daddy Koffler gets one t-shirt, let alone two. But if you love us, the dudes whose faces are on the fucking cover for this shit, you can get yourself, in dedication to my man Whole Milk Mike, you can get yourself a king of a whole milk, of milk style t-shirt in, in tribute to Shinsuke Nakamura on the T Public store right now. And if you like me, you can get the Avenging Frickin' Ben Benjamin t-shirt in tribute to Seth Rollins, also on our Tee Public store. So kick us a little bit of money, and who knows, maybe we could quit our day jobs and do this full-time. And when you buy your t-shirt, send it to us, and we'll share it on all social media platforms. And you can take a picture of yourself wearing that fine pre-shrunk cotton t-shirt and hashtag that shit. G-A-W-P Nation, and we'll put you up on the next live stream as it's going by. So hashtag G-A-W-P Nation and hit up our Public shop at tpublic.com slash G-A-W-P and go get yourself some fine, some fine cotton clothing because good God, why the the fuck should you be walking around wearing any t-shirt when you could be wearing our t-shirts? Buy mine. Buy mine. This program to bring you a special report. Are you a fan of Whole Milk Mike or Avenging Ben or Ray Ray Mundo? Then they'll be at the KFC immediately following next Saturday's event with the purchase of the new Woo Crispy Woo Tangy Woo Honey Mustard Barbecue Flavored Georgia Gold Chicken. You can get one of them to sign your wrapper, maybe if you ask politely. Hey guys, it's the Ryback. But this time I'm back with a little rap for you guys. Let's do this. 
I'm going to the store and then I see a whore Freaking. and she's also listening to the gop show the gop show to 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 the gop show we now return you to your regularly scheduled podcast already in progress Every group needs a pretty face. I'm the last guy you might expect to come and punch someone in the mouth. That's exactly what Anthony Gangone is in for on June 3rd. I do what I want. Don't worry about what I'm doing, okay? I'm going to go in there. I'm going to be Jeff Cannonball June 3rd. And I'm going to move on from him onto somebody probably a little higher up the ladder because that's where I belong. By God Wrestling and you, Dowling and Keener, you want to play politics. You want to play Barack Obama and Joe Biden. But it's the Trump administration, boy, and the American Health Care Act. That just got passed. And the extreme rednecks, you have a pre-existing condition. And that pre-existing condition is that you just pissed me off. And don't forget that you can check out Capital Wrestling this Saturday, June 3rd at Cathedral Hall in Jersey City. It is going to be Anthony Gangone versus Bo Rocket. Ken Dixon attempts to add Sonny Kiss to his history of violence. And don't forget that muscle, that Luxury Muscles Incorporated will be defending their Capital Wrestling Tag Team Championship against the team of Matt Sells and Smiley, Sex Crazed, and much, much more. Be there at Cathedral Hall this Saturday for Capital Wrestling's second TV taping. Be there or be square. And we are back with more of the General Admission Wrestling Podcast. Those were some weird commercials. What up, Biatch? Hey, with our podcast growing, we need, we, we get a lot more sponsors that way. We really do. Especially since the video that our very own DJ created that's mega popular right now. Absolutely. Hey, Ed, have you seen the video that uh, our DJ posted? Um, is it the Aleister Black video? Yes, it is. Yep. It Yo, is. Greatest video ever. <laughs> I know. We literally, our DJ just contacts me and Mike at like 11 o'clock, 24 hours ago. And he says, hey, I made this. Do you think I could post it up? And we, we go by a rule here at GAWP. Post whatever the hell you want. Just run it by us first. That goes from me to Mike, from Mike to the DJ, to everybody here. And literally, we just said, sure, why the hell not? We thought maybe it would get, because a lot of stuff our DJ does, he's a master at making stuff go viral. He's sort of a, a mastermind of all that. And we thought maybe it'll get us a few hits. People love SpongeBob and they love Aleister Black. I go to bed. I wake up, the video has been shared over a hundred times, and we have already jumped from 390-something followers to nearly 400 
and 98. That is great for you guys. And then, in another twist, we are getting, we are almost, at the time of this episode, the General Admission Wrestling Podcast Facebook page is now at 621 new followers. We have gotten 16,300 new followers this week alone all thanks to a in the past two days the past two days all thanks to our amazing dj who we may not credit enough but he came through in a big way this week so he doesn't have to play the sound effect everybody on your feet and a round of applause for dj i love you long time no you don't (laughs) suck you are amazing you sir are getting a raise I have a I have a crush on the DJ guys. Oh my! Oh, oh shit! Somebody's at the door. Ed, would you get the door? All right, I got it. Hold on. Hello. Hello. You open door. <laughs> oh. Hello. Uh, what the fuck, man? Hi. Oh hello. Hey, Ed, if you're not familiar, it's. It's Wing Wong, the Bullet Club delivery man. I don't understand yeah, what, what you're saying. Can you please say again? Can you spare the name? What do you want from, uh, you want from uh, the Chinese food place? Uh, I want some sweet and sour chicken. Oh, Why? Shit, actually, that sounds pretty good. Actually, Why? Sweet and sour chicken actually sounds pretty good now. Get me uh, get me some steamed pork dumplings and some Why? rice. Why? Get me the poo-poo butter. Why? <laughs> All right, get get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. We're get we're a pizza instead. Fuck the police. What police? What is wrong with that guy? How you uh, spell? We don't know. Okay, would you fuck off? I don't understand what you're saying. Can you please say again? Can you please say again? Closing close the door. Close Bye. Door. Bye. Door shut. Okay, God, I do not know. It, I, it's it's Arnold. Schwartz. I wanted the poo poo platter. Well, too bad. You're getting nothing, and you're gonna like it. Damn it. See, this so, is why Ben's a mean one. You got nothing and you'll like it, damn it. We can eat after the show. Anyway, <laughs> so I'll tell you what. So the one one disappointing thing about the um about Whole Milk Mike's 22nd birthday uh celebration ex- spectacular that we were having this past weekend. Birthday bash extravaganza. Birthday anyway. bash extravaganza is that unfortunately at BCW, we did not get to see 4IZ. You did not make it to BCW this past uh, Friday. Yes, I know. I was very sad about that. No, do not answer that. We're having an actual discussion right now. But tell you what, we are going to fill you in on everything you missed because we're not only going to review HOG Adrenaline in a second, we're also going to go through Brie Combination Wrestling, A Champion Will Rise. There was actually some really quality stuff. I know, stuff I, missed, I missed a lot. Of- a lot of stuff moved forward in the tournament. And a lot of other stuff went down as well. So tell you what, let's just take it from let's just take it from the back. I don't know if we were able to hit everything since it was a very, very stacked show, but we will certainly do our best to hit all of the keynotes. Mike, what would you say is the first thing we should talk about? Mike? I'm here, I'm here. I'm here. I was gonna say I think Mike was shot. <laughs> <laughs> King Ross already got shot this month. We don't need Mike getting shot. This is what happens when I'm trying to contact the DJ, and I mute, and I forget that I'm muted, so I have to do all this bullshit on my phone. <laughs> but um, uh, we started off with 
the national anthem being played, and then you, you know those mothers that want their daughters to be like success stories. And oh my get god! Get a record deal. Notice this woman standing in the crowd. I thought it was can I, insane. Can I please mention this because this was fucking funny. So the girl is in the ring. She's about to sing. All of a sudden, it's dead quiet, and you hear, "Lower the mic." And I'm like, what the fuck? It was the girl's mother, and I was about to say, can you please shut the fuck up? I was literally about to go over to this woman and be like, hey, it's the national fucking anthem, and your daughter is doing as good a job as she can. Shut the fuck up. Like, this woman, Ed, you had to have been here for this, because, good God, if Tommy was there, we should have all put this woman through a table. Uh, (laughs) Which one, the mother or the singer? No, the singer did a perfectly fine job. singer did a fine job, but literally just... This mother was like one of those. She looked like Honey Boo Boo's mom. Oh, <laughs> she's like she's like one of those mothers that wants her daughter to be so successful that she could buy her a house. Exactly one of those. Um, but let's take it through. Uh, let's just go through all the um, the stuff real quick. It was certified sexy, which was uh, which had Nutrius X and the Mighty Militia. It, and it was also hashtag absolute sexy, which was Eric Jaden and Alvin Alvarez. I'm sorry, what happened? <laughs> no, Alvin Alvarez and Eric Jaden. Alvin Alvarez still wrestles? Yeah, apparently. Mm. No, the reaction you just had for Alvin Alvarez is the is a reaction we have for Eric Jaden every time. I His mean, gimmick is gross. It is gross. He's gross. I respect the man and his wrestling ability, but the gimmick is just like, ugh, go away. I think he's a Rangers fan, so that's the only reason I like him. Oh. One for the white column. One for the like column, seriously. And like, so that like was as soon as, as soon as the music hit, every every single woman in there fucking threw up a thong and I was like, fuck off. That's right. You're encouraging him. She shot whipped cream at everybody. And it was gross. And then, so that match happened. Then after that, to wash the taste out of her mouth, we did get a... Tell you what, I'm just going to go in order of, like, how it's listed on the Facebook page just for the sake of conversation. Is that okay? Right. Yeah, that's fine. We To get the taste out of her mouth, we had the a debut of Adrenaline Express, who went up against Caveman and a mystery partner. Now... In any situation, I thought it was going to be Pinky Sanchez or anybody else, or thought it was going to be maybe Kyle the Beast. But I was praying, but I was praying and hoping for what they were going to do. And mercifully, my wish, my wish, my my wish was granted. They brought out the superhero Monte. Super Savages was live in the house. For BCW, and it was an avenging Ben was life. the only one that marked out. <laughs> no, you marked out too. You marked out too, buddy. I was, I was happy. You marked the fuck out. I proudly oh, marked Jesus out. For Christ, this. what the fuck was that? I proudly marked out for that, and trust no, me, no, 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 no. There was no probably. You did. I did. And the thing is. Monte is is an amazing talent. So is Caveman. As far as Monte goes, we we should totally have him on here sometime to talk to him. And stay tuned. Stay tuned indeed. But what did you think of the match, Ben? It was really good. It was a solid tag team match. Then after that, probably... I would say it was 
the third best match of the show? Probably. Then, speaking of one of the best matches on the show, we had Sebastian Cage, the lit one, go up against the human rocket Leon St. Giovanni LSG. This was the best match on the show. This was... I heard it was a very good match. Oh, yeah, Ed. This was a seriously great match. When you let two young wrestlers just go in the ring and do their thing, magic happens. And that's exactly what happened in this match. Sebastian Cage, he showed he has a lot of potential, and so did LSG, and they tore the house down. It was BCW. Post this up on the YouTubes so people can watch it, because it was really good. Really good. Somebody once told me that Mike Orlando's wrestling, and sure enough, he was. This <laughs> was not actually a act. <laughs> what a transition. Hey, fucking, if he's going to give us any sound effects, I don't want a way to work with him, damn it. What the hell happened to your voice? Robot Ben, is that you? What do you mean, what happened to my voice? Is my voice okay? Now it is. You sound like a Terminator or something. You sound like a fucking robot. Yeah. You're like speaking and you're like, I am on the robot. Don't mention Michael Lando's name again. That's what triggered it. All right. It was the elite athlete versus the beard villain, Johnny Malloy. Good match. Very good match. Ironically, Mike Orlando did not close out the show for once, which was refreshing. (laughs) <laughs> he, was like the, he, was, he, was, he was like the third match in this world. When I say that's a bad thing, we're saying it's for, for what the card and what they've been doing in the last like two BCW shows, it, it was different. Um, I also liked how Michael Lando came out with his championships, which showed, like, it, I like that kind of little detail, which means, like, he has all those titles, but he wants the BCW title, too. No. Yeah, exactly. That, that brought it together in a really... And, and uh, another wrestler did the same thing, too, which was Azriel. Yep, he brought... Well, we'll get to Azriel in just a second. But what happened is, of course, Mike Orlando goes over. He, he advances in the tournament. And then after that, we did get... It was the... Oh, this was actually probably one of my favorite matches of the night. We got Sonny Kiss going one-on-one with Damian Gibbs. Ring-a-ding-ding, baby. Exactly. This was good. This, this was, was a very was good, good match. Ed, what do you think of Sonny Kiss? I think he's really good. He can move in the ring. He really he, can. He, I, I see him going pretty far in indie wrestling. Like, I see him going out of New York and like to bigger companies. Like maybe, maybe beyond. I, I feel like he wrestles in beyond. Um, maybe NXT. I don't know. We'll certainly have to see what lies in store for Sonny Kiss, but he got the win in a really good match against Damian Gibbs. And then after that, well, actually to open up the show, what we thought was going to be Mike Verna versus the Big O, which we were actually look, which we were really looking forward to. We did not get, we did not get Mike Verna versus the Big O. Instead, we got uh, Mike Verna versus who did he fight? Face Talon from Five Borough Wrestling. Okay, face Talon, and this was a good match. 
This was Ben's first first time seeing Alan. I would say more if he's like a Christopher Daniels type of gimmick. Yeah. Like, can you, like, uh, Ed, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yes. He, Talon is a pretty decent wrestler. Way to go, Ed. Hey, hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> Just sort of like, yeah, he's good. Cricket, cricket. Cricket. Okay, but us. Talon's bald. <laughs> Talon's bald. All good right. Match. Good match for Vernon. Good match for uh, Talon. Vernon moves on, and he faces Darius Carter in the second round. Of course. And then... <laughs> We're so unenthusiastic today. Fucking no, it's just like this whole... Yeah. But then, before we get to the rest of this show, we gotta talk about the shit that went down in the six-man tag team street fight between the Pancorp Agency and the GOAT. Ed, you missed a colossal clusterfuck. I'm not talking about the match. We're talking about what happened during the match. What happened? Okay, Ed, we're not gonna name names. But do you know that girl who sits front row? She's uh oh, I I already know who you're talking about. Okay, we're not gonna uh, we're not gonna uh, we're not gonna name names. We're not gonna talk about characteristics or anything. But um, there's a girl who sits close to the front guardrail every show, and she's very enthusiastic about what's going on. She often gets up in the face of the wrestlers mm, a lot. Very. Very, very enthusiastic. Very enthusiastic. And this show, she uh, she got a little closer to the action than she anticipated. This match was a hardcore three-man street fight. And uh, they were using trash cans and kendo sticks. Although, these were not kendo sticks. Mike, what were these? It was like some type of tiki thing that you use for like in your backyard, right? And you like put a candle on the top. Oh my god! Those type of it things. So ugly ass I don't know who, LOL. But whoever it was from um, Goat swung it, and then this thick black cube flew out of it and hit this woman straight in the face. Listen, I don't care if you like not. Like, nobody deserves that. But it was just like straight it straight in the puss. Just like smash. <laughs> right in the right in the fucking face. Ugly ass joint Like, boom! It was it as was soon not as there, that happened. As soon smash. as that happened, three minutes later, the match ended. <laughs> and then you can audibly hear, I saw members of BCW management audibly going. Oh shit! And sure enough, it took them <laughs> double the time of the fucking intermission. They were promised ten minutes. This shit went on twenty because, for I found out this is a backstage scoop. People were not sure if BCW a champion will rise was going to continue because the New York State Athletic Commission was fucking pissed. Oh my Ugly god! LOL. Are you serious, yo? This shit went down. Mercifully, the show did continue, and we did get some some more tournament matches. I, <laughs> I'm sorry, but indie wrestling in New York is trash because of the uh, athletic committee. 
Oh, yeah. You hit the nail on the head right there, buddy. It's, Why it's do you think ridiculous. Time, guys, I want Mike, Ed, I want you to do me a favor. Imitate the indie. Imitate a typical indie crowd when I do the following. And don't forget that we have staff on call tonight from the New York State Athletic Commission. Boo! Fuck them. You suck. Boo, you suck. Fuck those guys. Fuck those guys. Fuck those guys. You suck. Exactly. Exactly. But despite that nonsense, we did get some more tournament matches. We got Azriel versus Alex Reynolds, which was good. Can we be very honest good. about this one? This one went oh, way too long. Good match. Five minutes too long. There were like five spots where this match could have ended, but it didn't. Frog splash, <laughs> kick out. Backbreaker, kick out. Every goddamn move, kick but see, out. See, I like, I like wrestling like that. I love close finishes. Yeah, but like when your we indie do too, show is, but when when it, your indie when show the show is on the over clock. time. Oh, true, true, true. We'll get I, to I that. like Alex Reynolds. Alex Reynolds is a decent wrestler. He's I like him. Oh, he's good, and so is Azrael. So yeah, Azrael, it was a good stuff. Azrael wins, and he moves on to face Sonny Kiss in the second round. So that'll be going down soon. And then we did, unlike last time, where the women's match lasted the length of a goddamn fart, we actually got a women's match that was about ten minutes this time. It was Willow Nightingale versus Nikki Adams, who's believe us, we timed it. We timed it. And by the way, update, you'll be hearing the Nikki Adams interview very soon. In fact, I'll be handing that audio off to our DJ later tonight so we can plop that up on the YouTube for all oh. you guys to listen to. And yes, this time the audio actually does sound good because I interviewed her face-to-face at the Elks Lodge. So you'll be hearing that very soon. But this was good. This was a good match. This was a good women's match. I would say it's better than what we saw on Saturday, but we'll get into that. Oh boy, yeah. Um, if there's Nikki one Adams thing that uh, there's one thing that uh, BCW and HOG uh, outdo each other in a lot of different ways. If there's one thing that BCW did a lot better than HOG this weekend, it was the women's match, and we will get to that. But um, I can't very be good. Match, I don't match, think um, so. Willow will gets the win, and then we get the post-match beatdown from Candy Cartwright and. Nikki Adams, and then Faye Jackson makes the save. They do a little twerk, and... That was it. Yep. That's and it. then, in the main event, another one of the night's best matches. Hey, Ed, it's that guy you like so much. It's Darius Carter. Oh. <laughs> uh, and he went one-on-one with Lucha Underground star... Willie Mack, also known as The Mack. A.K.A. Chocolate Thunder. Wait, Thunder. let me guess. Darius Carter went over clean, right? Well, eh, well, we'll, get, we'll get to the finish, but... What a surprise. Before we even get to the finish, we need to talk about what happened before this. So, Willie Mack grabs the mic, and he... Like, the mic wasn't working, and one of the fans was heckling him. He told the fan, and I quote, Shut the fuck up. Then the mic started working, and he said, the show's called The Champion Will Rise, right? Why don't you put your Tier 1 title on the line? So we, so we had an impromptu Tier 1 heavyweight championship match. This was not planned. Huh? This was not planned. This was last minute. Ooh. But for, for, for it being last minute, it was good. 
I don't know how the dude who runs Tier 1 politicked his way into getting that shit done, but, uh... Oh. Oof. But, um... Like I said, the match was good. Did the Aries Carter just get shot? No. <sighs> yes! The match was good, but oh, the, finish was, the finish was really, like, wonky. William Mack bumped into the ref, knocked him out. Then oh, Carter low-blowed William Mack, and then... Uh, he hit the backbreaker. Then Carter dragged the referee into the ring. One, two, three. And Carter wins with the bell not ringing. I wouldn't have counted three. I would have counted to two and walked out. Well, that's well, that, well that's <laughs> that's what you would do. The show ends with Darius Carter retaining his tier one heavyweight championship. Surprise, surprise. So, overall, BCW was a very good show from front to back. Pretty mad at him, though. Don't worry. He ended up having the boys wrestle in the boxing ring. Did they say when the next one is or no? June, July, I think. I think it's going to be. In, I, th- I think June. It's going to be June twenty third, I believe. Oh. He end up having the boys so wrestle in a boxing ring. Oh, stop playing that Lorenz Dean footage. Ooh, it's a Friday. <laughs> I'll be there. We'll certainly see what happens on June twenty third at BCW's next show. But before we wrap it up for the night, let's go through one final show we are going to talk about house of glory adrenaline which adrenaline is my soul, my soul. something something cody rhodes royal family funny story you're the one the one i got that from yes and another funny story a buddy of mine my buddy tyler who is a big fan of the show wait hold text- on deleted tyler yes Oh, you know Deleted Tyler. Okay, shout out to Deleted Tyler. He seems to be the one guy who voted for me in that fucking YouTube po- in that fucking football. <laughs> so thanks, Deleted Tyler. You're the only one I could count on in this fucking world. Buy Ray's shirts. <laughs> Buy them. But uh, yeah, he texted me. He goes, um, Ed, he goes, um... Because I, I, I sent him the thing, and he was like, uh, how do they know that? And then I was like, huh? And I was like, oh. I was like, I told him that at a BCW show one night. And he goes, oh, makes sense. He, and apparently that, that, that tweet got even the lead singer from Downstate to like it, which was, I thought, pretty cool for you guys. Oh, I didn't even know that. The lead singer from Downstate liked that tweet? Yes. What? What? Wow, so big news about that one. Adrenaline in my soul. Something, something, Cody Rhodes. Do it all to get the You get the point, people. You get the point. No, if we play that song any longer, we're going to get a copyright strike, so cut that shit out. Play that song any longer, we're going to get a Speaking of adrenaline, it stole the. It was the best show of the weekend. It was, listen, I know that you you guys got your little things with HOG, but this was a really good show. Really good show. Let's just take it from the back. We opened up with uh, 
a six-man tag. It was the House of Gangone, Thomas Odin. Oh, we'll get to him, buddy. <laughs> Ed, you're going to love this one. Ed, did you hear what happened to me at the show? No. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll get a... to that, but let's first let's talk about the match. It was House of Gangone. Uh, Anthony Tuba Gang... and the other two members of Herbal Affairs who were part of uh, Gabriel Grogan, Gabriel Grogan and Ezekiel Lewis versus Correct. the team of Private Party and, and Smiley. Smiley. Oh, we'll get to Smiley. <laughs> <laughs> so the match goes, and it's a really good match. High-flying action. Juba looked dominant as all hell in the six-man. They were they hitting nailed. him with everything, and he wasn't moving. And then they hit a beautiful okay. triple super kick. Yep. And then like all of a sudden, kicks. so Smiley, Mark Quinn, and Isaiah do, what was it, 450? Like a, a triple. They do three simultaneous 450 splashes. Ooh. And they pit and they pin all three of them and they all kick out. That should have been the finish. Mm. Wow. But but what was the actual finish? I forgot. Because <laughs> um, okay. the shenanigans Juba, after the Juba, match was the, oh, Juba pin Juba pin uh, smiley. Yes, and this was the first instance of refs fucking up. This you know what this show could have used? You know who this show could have used? Or I said. For I said. You want to know why? Because what happened was the ref was counting. He counted one, two, <laughs> ring the bell. What? Yep. <laughs> Yikes. This strike ref. One on the, strike one on the refs. This was okay. such. This was a hashtag cringe ref. Start that in the. Start that in the chat. Hashtag cringe refs. But yes. The, so let's forget about the finish and let's talk about what happened afterwards. Because Anthony okay. Gangone was was running around ringside and he grabbed the mic and what a promo. Wow. Okay. So before we get into all of this, Ed, let me give you some context for what happened after this promo so I can give you context. Thomas Odin was formerly Toasty Tom of Herbal Affairs and he recently turned bad. And so I have been kind of... Uh, trolling him at shows lately, and Mike, you have a sort of you had the audience's perspective. What Smoke. happened to me at HOG uh, New World Rising when I got in Thomas Odin's face? New World Rising, right? Um, New World Rising. So I'm online to meet Kevin Ash and Scott Hall. All of a sudden, I look at the entrance way, and there's you by the guardrail of the entrance, and you and you're like talking to him, and he was, and you're just like, "Why did you do like?" Like why? Like why? Like what? What is wrong with you? And then he grabs you, shakes you, and screams in your face, "I can do whatever the fuck I want!" And then just <laughs> throws you backwards. He threw my ass halfway across the floor, and the whole place reacts with, "Whoa, what the fuck!" And I had to stand. Two people had to help me up, and I quickly had to shoot up the thumbs up. Like, and I'm like, "I'm okay, everybody. I'm okay." And sure enough. A very mild he's okay chant broke out. He's okay. <laughs> he's okay. So keep that in mind when I tell you what happened at this show. I wore my Toasty Tom shirt and just to sort of see if I could sort of goat him again. But so Mike, I could get hit. So before we get into what happened with me and Toasty Tom. So, the- and so, I, so like I said before, Anthony Gingham cuts a hell of a promo. And basically he brainwashed or at least got into the mind of Smiley. Basically, he was telling him how your world title run was a complete failure. All of your friends 
Mark Quinn turning on you. And then this, this, is, this was his exact words. Even the cripple turned his back on you. Who do you have left except me? So he basically sudden, said, Smiley, I came up with this whole thing you're wearing. Friggin' Amazing Red turned on you. The crippled Nikki Heat turned on you. Mark Quinn, he left you as soon as this Joe, as soon as this idiot debuted, he pointed to Isaiah Cassidy. And then Smiley beats the shit out of private party. And then, as if this segment couldn't get any more heart-wrenching, Trixie gets in the ring. And and by the way, so people understand, while all this is going on, and you look at Ben. His mouth is wide open. Huh. He's just he's just sad. I could I could actually see a tear coming down his fucking face. You Hello, suck. darkness, my old friend. And I'm just, and I'm just standing there I'm just standing there laughing my goddamn ass off because this is great. So Trixie gets in the ring and she's like telling him like to snap the fuck out of it. And then Anthony Gangon says, Hit her. So what does he do? He hits her. Oh. And then does and then does a Pentagon Jr. impression and breaks her fucking arm. Yikes. This, this was when Ben... Oh, no, no, really actually, start- my, uh, Mike, you're burying the lead on that one. When Trixie got in the ring, Gangone actually said, oh, it's this whore again. Whoa. <laughs> I forgot Call about that. Call her a whore. Yo, that is why I love Anthony Gangone. Anthony Gangone was so, he was on fucking fire in this segment. He was on fire against Cody, but we'll get to that. The dude so, so Smiley fu- kicks his girlfriend, breaks her arm, then Gangone removes his mask and puts a House of Gangone mask on his face. Nice. And then, and then he walks the to the back. And, and we're not is- done just yet. See, I'm still, even though I'm screaming at Smiley that he's fucking dead to me. By the way, Smiley, if you're fucking listening to this, and I know you do. I hope that you, you you're fucking dead to me. You're and Trixie, dead. and Trixie, if you listen to this, get better me. soon. Call me. She ain't calling you. She's single now. Call me. Dream. Regardless. Anyway, but then oh, no, Mike and Trixie. The moment of the night. All right, hang on. Actually, I really do want. For I said to hear this, and he just said he'll be right back. He just had to go. He had to go uh, get a drink for a second. So I'll tell you oh, what. Don't worry. He'll listen to, listen to it back on the download. All right. Tell you what. So for all of you listening at home, here's what happens. Toasty Tom <laughs> Thomas Oden comes up to me, and I'm wearing my Toasty Tom T-shirt. And now, Toasty Tom takes one look at me wearing this T-shirt, reaches over to me, grabs me by the collar, and tears my shirt in two. Right off my body. And you're missing the best part. After this, Ben needed a shirt. So what does he wear? A House of Gangone t-shirt. Yeah, it was the only thing. The so, irony. We have a buddy. The fucking irony. We have a buddy who, work, who I think works at uh, House of Glory. He works for a lot of different promotions, but I think he does a lot of uh, tech work and design work for House of Glory. You guys might know a guy by the name of Isaac X. He's a rad motherfucker who does a lot of the DJing for them. He does a lot of the graphic design work. He's a chill motherfucker. And he gave me a House of Gangone sleeveless shirt. And he said, yeah, I found this. And I thought maybe you'd like it. And I clearly like it. You know I don't like him, but whatever. It was a nice gift. 
And so I put that on and immediately people look at me like, you fucking turncoat. But there's also other people too that are like, look at your fucking nipples. Oh yeah, our friend, our friend uh, Henry came up to me and said, dude, your nipples got the biggest ovation of the night. You got some pepperoni ass looking nipples. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently I have pepperoni looking nipples. So the two things to to take away from this whole whole first match of the night was Smiley is now a bad guy and Ben's pepperoni nipples are over. (laughs) For the short version for Ed who just got back, Thomas Odin ripped my shirt right off my body and everybody could see my nipples. Whoa. It was insane. The size of pepperoni. Okay, the, my nipples are not that big, okay? Hey, I wasn't staring, but that's what people told me. I don't judge. I still love you. <laughs> and after that, we got... <laughs> yes, I'll throw that in there just to make sure. After that, we got the... Hang on. So what I think it, was we... the, it was the four-way showcase. No, wait, no, we apparently... We got, uh, we got... We thought it was going to be Leroy Green versus right, Matt Travis. Right. But instead... Uh, Leroy Green was ambushed by Matt Travis and could not compete. And right. so, they got a replacement. And what a out, re- replacement this was. Out from the shadows emerges Homicide. <laughs> Hits the ring, and they proceed to put on a solid fucking match, man. Matt Travis, Good Homicide. Good shit from Matt Travis. Good shit from Matt Travis, indeed. They put on... Some good shit, man. That's some good shit. Kick the... showing up. <clears throat> Genuine surprise. Wasn't expecting him. Genuine. Oh, there were quite a few surprises on this show. Smiley turning heel. Homicide, Homicide showing, up. showing up. And we'll get to the other one at the very end. But then we got a fatal four-way student showcase match. It was the superhero Monte... Versus the smooth operator, Big Daddy Cruz. Versus Sasha Jenkins. Versus Draconis. I know Sasha Jenkins. That's it. Yeah. But yeah, there were a lot of... This was a solid four-man match. But it was mainly just... A, everybody got a chance to do something uh, kind of cool in this match. But by far the funniest bit in this match was friggin' uh, Caveman put on a replica of Monte's costume to distract Bones, who is at ringside. And then, like, Bones hits him with, like, you know flash paper? You like that stuff you light on fire creates a fireball? Uh-huh. Hits Caveman with a fucking fireball, and he starts spazzing out in the ring. There were a lot of good little bits like that in this match and yeah i can't wait to watch that part again because that was mad funny i might just have to check out the next uh house of glory show come along sit in the gawp section with us buddy i i'm I'm, i definitely might check that out in august (laughs) oh definitely (laughs) speaking of which we're jump we're jumping ahead just a little bit but the other thing we got in this in this show the other thing we got was an announcement of who the special guest is going to be in August for the next HOG show. They announced that the special guest is going to be the best there the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. Bret Hart is coming to House of Glory in August. Four out of ten. Four out of ten. 
It was Seth. It was Seth Rollins' fault. I blame it on Seth Rollins. What do you mean you blame Seth Rollins? That's what Bret Hart did. Blame Seth oh, Rollins. Oh yeah, or, uh, I forgot was it, about was that. It, was it uh, Finn's injury? Yeah, it was Finn's injury. Yeah, every, everything ben, that happened. Ben, you don't remember that meme? Bret Hart did an interview. It was like he was talking about like a Triple H match, and he said, "Oh, four out of ten. Oh, yeah, from. I forgot about that bullshit. But, yeah, Bret Hart coming to uh, High Intensity 6. If you're, if you're a big Bret Hart fan, come on down. But then, oh, boy, let's get into the part of the show that is the most difficult to talk about. Remember how we said before BCW had the better women's match this past weekend? Uh-huh. Hog didn't. Hog yeah. Did not. We would like to emphasize and preface this part by saying we are big Sonya Strong fans on this show. She is an amazing, amazing talent, and Violet is amazing on the mic. She is, uh, she is a solid in-ring worker. But this but, match oh. was... Oh, oh, oh. Okay, oh. we're trying to figure out a way to put this politely. This match was a hot mess. I got they, were, they were way off. They had no chemistry, <clears throat> and there was some weird botched spots in this match which i don't even know if they were botches or if they were done on purpose but jesus christ these two can have a better match than what they did yeah this was not i know sonya strong can put on some amazing matches her match with uh rachel ellering at pro wrestling magic a few months ago is it was an amazing match she had an amazing match with uh with uh, Heidi Lovelace, now known as Ruby Riot, she had a great match with. Uh, who did she have a great match with? She had a good match with Mickey James. She had a great match with Candice LeRae, Kimberly. K- Kimberly. So Sonya Strong can go, man, and so can Violet. But for whatever reason, they, they did not click on this night. So hopefully, in the future, they can do a better do a better job. But this was not the night. Oh my god! And then they, <laughs> I, I have, I have, I'm scared for this women's division because they have a belt. They have it a must, belt it made. It must have been that they... bad, huh? It was bad, man. It kind of sapped the energy out of the place for just a little bit. It was going to take something utterly amazing to bring the audience back from that. And sure enough, in the they after the intermission, they had. The HOG Crown Jewel Championship match. Leo Rush versus Ken Broadway, the sequel. This was... Uh, the we, first match was good, was awesome. This one was... This was ridiculously sweet, awesome. Sweet Jesus with pork and beans. This match was amazing. Oh my god. This was, Ed, you gotta take our word on it, man. You gotta fork up the $9.99 for the rental for this shit when it comes out. Because this match was fucking legendary. I like Leo Rush. And I like Ken Broadway. So, yeah, (laughs) this was, it's no surprise to me that other promotions are now chomping at the bit to put these two in the ring together. I think Pro Wrestling, Pro Magic. Wrestling Magic is doing that on June 17th. Check out Pro Wrestling Magic. That should be a good show. But like, yeah, they're doing it too because they know that these two put on pure fire together. And sure enough, 
This match was amazing. And to top it all off, Leo Rush finally ended the almost year-long reign of Ken Broadway and walked out the brand-new HOG Crown Jewel champion. 20 bucks, he loses it in August. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Damn it, Ed. Hey, he beat Joe Gacy for the title. He and then he Joe lost Gacy it the day before. Exactly. He'll lose Davey it in Richard. August. He's grabbing all these belts, and then he's going to WWE. Watch. The Cruiserweight Classic, you think? No. Uh, uh, he'll be in NXT, I think. I can see it, but for right now, for what he's doing on the indies, he's killing it. I know, but he, he'll win another belt somewhere else, drop that real quick, and then, like, in August, drop that belt, and then... Aww. It is sad. I like Leo Rush on the Indies, but, I mean, I don't understand why you have him win a belt against Joe Gacy and then lose it right away to Davey Richards. Well, it is Davey Richards, so... Come on. Yeah, but... you suck! Who, me? I don't suck. I don't know. But yeah, honestly, it's match. CCW's call, and they have a plan of what they're doing in their promotion. And Hod is doing whatever they do. They have a they have a vision for what they're gonna do. And Leo Rush is apparently their vision for the Crown Jewel Championship, unless they change it to the Elite Title again. B Elite B B Elite B Elite. Hold on, we did miss we did miss one match, and I apologize because this match was really good. We had a six man tag match between the Trust, the New York Wrecking Crew, oh, and, yeah. and Evander how James. Can, how, how can we forget about this match? Versus really big boot party, TJ Marconi and Brian Burgundy teaming <laughs> up with teaming up the returning. Man of Faith, Brian XL, in what was a really, really good six-man tag match. If you had any doubt that Brian XL could still go, wonder no more. He keeps himself in shape, man. Uh, Ben, this was your first time actually seeing Brian XL in the ring. What did you think? Uh, The dude fucking crushed it. it. He was an absolute beast in the ring, and I cannot wait to see him... Um, tear it up with Evander James at high intensity. Like, do you think they're gonna add like a special gimmick to that match? Like, like last man standing, I quit. Like Steel cage. Like Steel cage. The same match that Brian XL lost that he doesn't that caused him not to wrestle. Exactly. He wants a chance at redemption in more ways than one. Maybe I think they could do like a three stages of hell type of match. That would be cool. House of Horrors. No. Oh, Jesus. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, the man in a, in a to church, quote, though. To quote, the man him, to quote the man himself, Jesus don't approve of no House of Horrors match. <laughs> oh. The modern-day Maharaja. Oh, my God, no. But, <laughs> yeah, but good, <laughs> good six-man tag match. But then after the Crown Jewel Championship match, we got the HOG tag team title matches. It was... EYFBO, my mistake, LAX, right. defending against Red Dragon, Kyle Ooh. O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. That had you, know to be the, you, you know what? It was good, but you know what the weird thing was? So EYFBO makes their way to the ring. They come out with the EYFBO song, 
But then they just announced them as Santana and Ortiz LAX. Like, it's like weird. Like, it was it kind of threw me off. It's like either you're gonna call them LAX or they're just you're gonna call them EOFBO because they weren't wearing LAX gear. They're wearing EOFBO gear. So that kind of threw me off. Small detail, but as far as the match goes, it was good. It looked like Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly were pissed off for some weird reason. It, it, from my point of view, it looked pissed because this is where I have to bring it in the refs again. Because the one ref kept running down to the ring and then running back <laughs> into the backstage area. Huh. Like One minute he comes down to say something to the ref, then he runs back. Then he has to come back down again and say something to the ref. Then he has to run back, and he does this like five times in a row. It was really getting annoying. It was getting distracting to the match. And I, I don't know. Like, ben, like, did you even notice that? I was not on it. I didn't notice. I noticed him run down once or twice, but I didn't really notice. Didn't really notice that as much as you did. I, I don't know. It was a small because the thing was, I had people around me that just kept like saying, like he's keep, like this guy just keeps fucking running down, like like what is he doing? Yeah, but so yeah, LAX get the win and it was good, but it kind of felt like it wasn't as good as the match before it, but it wasn't as good as the match after it. I think the match before it like took the a little energy out of the room, so it was like once Red Dragon. And LAX came out, which was just like, oh yeah, this match. Um, but they were still like cheering for it, but it was just more like, yay, yay. we want to go home. But um, EFBO retained, which I was kind of shocked. I thought they were gonna lose. They gotta well, lose. Was... They gotta lose to somebody who can actually be there consistently. Wrecking crew. Wrecking crew. crew. Give it to the wrecking crew. Give it to the wrecking crew. They, they're fucking killing it. Give them the belts. They've earned it. God damn it. I but, came in like a wrecking call. But so then, now, it's, now let's get to the main event. Oh, yes. We had uh, adrenaline mm. in, my, in soul. my soul. Something, something. something. Cody, Cody Rhodes. Rhodes. We had Cody Rhodes. Versus, versus like, the Lion I tell you, King, the minute Anthony Gangone. Versus Anthony Gangone. By the way, we'll talk about Anthony Gangone's costume in just a second. But I got to tell you, as soon as you hear on the loudspeaker, Bullet Club, four, 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 as soon as it bangs right into Cody Rhodes' entrance theme. The, the place exploded. The place. Everybody immediately jumped up and got their phones out and they were excited. Good. Yeah. And then Anthony Gangone comes out dressed up like Mufasa. And a, and a crusade for change mask, which was he, he came dressed out like a guy from the Lion King. It was weird. He had like, I, Simba, maybe our, is that you? Like maybe our DJ can put something up on the stream, but yeah, he did this weird thing where he came out dressed up like a dude from the Lion King. It was so weird. I can't figure, Mike. How can you describe it? Basically, it's what you're saying. He was wearing like. A leopard type of outfit. He had like a he had a cape. Of course, he had a cape. But it, I, I, I guess what I, from what I get of it, he was more of like the king, like the leader of the pack. I think that's what he was going for. But that's I, not what it looked like. He looked like Simba, just like 
He looks like I don't. Simba. Dude looked like Simba, but you know what? The Simba. The spot of this match, he hits Cody Rhodes with this stiff insiguri. I think Cody Rhodes falls. No, drops. I didn't say flew. Drops from the top turnbuckle, Ed, and he smashes through this table. We thought it was a botch. I heard. I heard from a buddy of work at work that he thought Cody Rhodes died. He was like, he was there, and then he was not. We thought he died. Yep, because it was, to be honest, it wasn't, it was unexpected. And from it was very I thought, I thought the ring bell was on there. I thought the mics were there. I thought he hit his head on the guardrail. It could have went bad in so many ways, but he got up. Anthony Gingone took control, and then once we get towards the finish, Anthony Gingone did a suicide dive and fucking hits his head on the guardrail. Jeez. Which looked like it just murdered the dude flat These out. These two were killing each other. So this was genuinely a very good match. It's with a, a shame. With, with, with a shit finish. Now, to be fair, this was because they went seriously over the limit here. They went seriously over the time limit, and I think they had to... This is just conspiracy theory. I think they had to get, get a quicker finish in there. So Gangone... Somebody got kicked in the nuts, and they the match was thrown out. And then how? Yeah, this, Gang- yeah, yeah. Basically, this is what happened. So, Cody hit a crossroads. He kicked out. Anthony Gangone hit a crossroads. Cody kicked out. Then Cody was getting frustrated, and for some weird reason, he was going to kick him in the balls. Gangone moves out of the way, and Cody hits the ref <laughs> in the balls. And Cody has that face of, "Oh fuck!" Referee calls for the bell. It's over. Gangone wins by disqualification. And then the Yay. House of Gangone come out and start beating up Cody Rhodes. But just when all hope was lost, the lights went out. And you saw the faint silhouette of somebody with a mohawk. And I was thinking, oh man. Four eyes in. He's back. Four no. eyes in. Just four eyes in came to save the day. But Best then, we wish, but, out uh, of the darkness... Amazing Red return. Whoa. He came out and he showed the world that, yes, Amazing Red is back. And I assume he'll be going after. And for the first time since turning heel, Anthony Gangone showed fear. He looked afraid. Where, where did Amazing Red go? Like, because he was injured, he was injured oh, for a while. I'm not, I'm not really that into House of Glory, and I like I saw he returned, and I was like, okay, that's cool. I was like, where do you go though? He'd been on the shelf with an injury. He was going to be a part of the Cruiserweight Classic, but he got a, he suffered a horrible injury. Jeez. But yes, overall, front to back, HOG Adrenaline was an absolute adrenaline rush. It was a good show. It was a good show, and you know what had been like funny, or at least like cool. If Amazing Red like had that shit that has Naomi's clothes glow up and just him just come out like glowing red and be like, oh shit! I don't know. I thought that would have been funny. Just, that would have been cool. Like, like yeah, lights, glow in the dark, like, lights red. are completely out, and you just see Amazing Red just walking down the aisle with red lights all over. Yeah, that would have been absolutely sick. But yes, HOG Adrenaline and BCW, a champion will rise, were both two very good indie shows. And it was an absolute delight meeting people 
who liked the show, and it was great sitting in the GAWP section at both shows. Wouldn't you agree, Mike? Yep, it was too. It was a good way to spend a birthday. I'll say that. It was an absolute delight, and once again, sir, happy birthday, and congratulations on making it to twenty-two. Happy birthday, Mike! Thank you, and thank you to everybody that uh, wished me a happy birthday. So tell no, no bombs. So tell you what, I think it is just about time we have recorded a fairly substantial, long episode tonight. So tell you guys what. I think it's finally time to start bringing this episode to a close. So, Mike, what are the next events that people can join us at and uh, join us at and uh, join the GAWP section? This Saturday, Capital Wrestling, me, Ben, and the Wall, Ray Ramundo, will be in attendance for Capital Wrestling. In Capital Wrestling. And this Friday, I believe, you're going to a wrestling show, right? This Friday? No, there's no wrestling show this Friday. Oh, wait. When's the next? Weren't you going to? Aren't you going to an FBW show soon? I'm going to Fireborough Wrestling next week. Oh yes, yeah, so where's that going to be? That's going to be in Brooklyn. I don't remember the exact location. Yeah, uh, but uh, American Legion Avenue N. American Legion. American yeah. Legion. Where it was last time. I'll certainly try my very best to make it. I've never been to an FBW show before, so I will certainly try. You better. I'll, I'll try my best to make it. I'm a busy guy, but I'll try my very best. And yes, this Saturday, me, Home Milk Mike, and The Law will be in attendance for Capital Wrestling second TV taping, Cathedral Hall, June 3rd, 7.30, 8 o'clock. It is going to be an absolutely great show. Come on down. There's also going to be an art gallery there of wrestling-based artwork. And there's also going to be, they're going to have the bearded barbecue down there selling, I'm not kidding here, bacon-wrapped ribs, pulled pork Ooh. sandwiches, and brisket grilled cheese. And not only that, but Lucha Underground star Phoenix will be there. No, no, no. He's going to be at the June 29th show. You motherfucker. You said it was going to be this Saturday. No, no, no. He's going to be... They're, they're hyping him up. He's going to be at the June 29th show, I believe. <laughs> but this Saturday, it's going to be Anthony Gangone is going to be there facing Bo Crockett. It's going to be Sonny Kiss versus Ken Dixon. It's going to be the New York Wrecking Crew versus the Extreme Rednecks. It's going to be uh, Matt Sells and Smiley versus uh, Luxury Muscles Incorporated. It's going to be a whole lot of great uh, rough and tumble and wrestling, so it's going to be a lot of good stuff. So come on down to Capital Wrestling this Saturday and come on down to Five Burrows Wrestling next Friday night. And 4IZ, thank you so much for joining us tonight, brother. No problem, man. Thank you guys for having me. Come on back anytime, sir. We're always happy to support the 4IZ army as... uh, before I said uh, a movement to get you a bigger spot on Grimm's Toy Show. Grimm, if you're hearing this, stop booking all of these cringe refs. You know who the real ref is of GTS, and you know who the fans want to see. Hashtag, we want Ed. That's what we want. Mike, what do we want? Ed. And when do we want him? Now. Fuck yeah. So, Ed, you said it before the break, but where can they find you on the Twitters? You guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at 4IZ. That is 4IZ. Follow me, please. And buy my shirts. I have shirts now, guys. You do. He also does have, he, you can get a 4IZ t-shirt, which was also, was that designed by Title Fight Graphics? Yes, it was. It was designed by the amazing people, by the uh, amazing people at uh, Title Fight Graphics, who also designed a lot of our stuff, too. So thank you to the people at Title Fight Graphics for always hooking us up with amazing stuff. Title Fight Graphics, you want stuff that doesn't look like shit? Go to Title Fight Graphics. They're awesome. <laughs> Seriously, then they made all of our brand new merch, and it looks 
beautiful. So thank you for those guys for hooking us up with some quality-ass merch. And guys, I think that just about is about to bring it to a close tonight. So let's hit them with all that beautiful social media. If you want to follow the General Admission Wrestling Podcast and get all the more recent updates, all the jokes, all the polls, and all of the general memery, you can find us on Facebook at the General Admission Wrestling Podcast, which is now 600 people strong. And you can find us on Twitter at the GAWP Show. And I believe we're going to let Ed take us out in just a second. But Mike, where can they find us where, if they want to download all of the old episodes? iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, and Podtastic. Damn right. And like we mentioned before, we have some brand new t-shirts available on our TeePublic store, tpublic.com slash GAWP. Go, go, uh, go buy yourself a t-shirt. There's a little discount sale going on right now. You can get $6 off on your first order of your first t-shirt. And uh, go on down there and get yourself an Avenging Ben t-shirt or a Whole Milk Mike t-shirt. Not a Ray Raimundo t-shirt because fuck that guy. Oh, and by the way, uh, we would also like to send a shout out to a fan on Twitter who sent us some absolutely kick-ass fan art of me and Mike as South Park characters. Uh, we, it is um, Mike, uh, who, who sent us to these? You can follow him on Twitter at optim- Optimistic1WT. Yo, he made one for me, too. It was pretty lit. <laughs> yep. I'm sorry, that's not W. It's a Y. It's a Y and T. You can follow him at cuz I'm Kevin Owens at optimistic1yt on Twitter and he there sent us go. these amazing images of me and Mike as South Park characters so thank you sir we certainly love it and once again a shout out to uh shout out to uh Kiev on Twitter uh 619_sdguy uh, who sent us those great little images of us as pop funko figures so keep sending us the uh keep sending us the fan art but keep sending us the fan art because that is we are very appreciative of that and we cannot wait cannot wait for that and a shout out to Jason Bob 87 who's always an amazing fan thank you sir and I think that just about does it for us tonight so guys uh, Ed you got anything you want to say yes I have a poem for you guys a poem oh yes. interesting. Oh, interesting do you want well, do you want mu- do you want music in the background no music all right. <clears throat> I dropped a deuce. It smelled pretty rad, but it wasn't worse than a person not booked who got really mad. Roses are red, violets are spectro. Too bad New York will never book EC Negro. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for IZ for being on. EC Negro listens to this, don't kill me or Ben. We didn't know what he was going to say. We did not know. We have better scream this stuff the next time we let people do this. <laughs> Fuck off, Arnold. This is not the time. Fuck off, Arnold. So, Fuck tell off, you what, Arnold. so tell you what, guys. My name is Avenging Ben. I'm Hall Milk Mike. This is me, this Arnold Schwarzenegger. Fuck off. I'm for Izzed. And I think it's like the gang war is about to break out here. Some kind of commando action scene. So tell you guys, we will see you guys next week on the next episode of the General Admission Wrestling Podcast. Mike, take us home. Join the madness. And once again, here I am. Something, something, Cody Rhodes.
Champion. 